It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy, Barry Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams. We've got a lot to get to today. We heard again more about this CBA and what's happening with that. We also heard some updates on the Rams roster. A certain player was released that we will talk about. Funny enough, we just kind of were talking about this the other day, so we'll get to that as well. And most importantly, we heard about the compensatory picks that we've been talking on this podcast for a long time about when will we know, when will we know. We found out yesterday, so we're going to talk about what the Rams got, what the rest of the league got, and what that means for the Rams drafting in this 2020 upcoming draft, how they might approach some of this. All that and more Wednesday's edition, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can go and find us on social media at Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Appreciate you guys reaching out as always. Want to hear what you want to hear about on the show? So send me a message as well. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. And I'm bringing back the Google number. If you have a thought, comment, something you want to talk about, send me a message, 657 657- Three four five four nine eight eight. I'll play it on the show. I want to hear who you guys like in this draft as we're doing a bunch of mock drafts and talking about free agents. Who do you guys like at free agent? Who should we add on this roster? Thoughts, comments, concerns. I want to hear it all. We can talk about what you guys want to hear. This is the off season. This is your time to shine. So let me hear from you. So with all that good stuff out of the way, we got a great show for you today. So let's just get right into it. The long-awaited compensatory picks were finally released. What'd the Rams get? I'm Bear Motter with Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. 15 teams were granted compensatory picks in the upcoming 2020 draft. 32 picks in total were given out. New England, shocker, led the way with four compensatory picks. Denver, Houston, Minnesota, New York, Philadelphia, and Seattle all came in with three picks. And there we are, Los Angeles Rams coming in with one compensatory pick. But you know what? It's in the third round and we will take it. There are a lot of factors that go into deciding who gets what and in what round. Usually it means who left from your team in the sake of the Rams. It was Roger Saffold and LaMarcus Joyner. It also is salary that they got in free agency as well as playing time and how well they played during that period. Remember, LaMarcus Joyner was hurt pretty early in that season. Never really was on the field at all for Oakland, so we get nothing for LaMarcus Joyner. But Roger Saffold, although it was really hard to see him walk in free agency and you kind of got mad throughout the season last year looking at our offensive line at the Rams for letting him go, But finally, we get something in return, and that is a third-round pick selection, 104. That means the Rams now have a total of seven picks. One in the second round, pick number 52 overall. Two in the third round, 84 and 104. Fourth round, 116. Fifth round, 160. Sixth round, 180. And seventh round, 
212. It's kind of funny how this is starting to shake up. It's looking a little bit like last year's draft for the Rams. They came into it with seven picks, ended up taking eight guys. They did have a first-round pick in that draft that they traded back multiple times. I think they had four trades in the first two days, moving back, collecting picks. I went back and looked up a quote from Les Snead last year when he was talking about their game plan coming into that 2019 draft. He said, if we can get as many shots at the basket as possible in the top 100, we felt like it would benefit the Rams, not only in the short term, but in the long term as well. Right now, with the addition of the comp pick, it gives us three selections in the top 104 picks. Okay, 104, that's close to the top 100. I'll count it. So as we discussed all week long, look for the Rams to potentially move off of that number 52 selection in the second round, move back, try to collect more picks, and find a way if they can do almost exactly what they did last year, which is one second rounder and three third round selections. Maybe the Rams could drop off 52, stay in that second round, but also pick up a third round or just drop all the way out of that second round while picking up maybe a third, maybe a fourth. We'll see how that shakes out. But look for the goal to be very similar to what it was last year. Now, what did we get last year for those picks? Taylor Rapp was our first selection in that second round after trading back a couple times. He ended up with 892 total snaps. He was a stud for us. He got a little banged up midway through the season, but came back strong Really finished it out as John Johnson went out and was on the IR. Really excited about what Rap brings in the future. After that, it was Daryl Henderson being drafted in the third round. Unfortunately, Daryl Henderson, out of those four picks we got in the top 100 last year, had the least amount of snaps. He had 131 snaps. Remember, he was banged up a little bit, ended the season on IR. So hopefully we have some more expectations for him coming back in his sophomore season. The Rams' next pick in last year's draft was round three, number 79. That was David Long Jr. Again, not a lot of snaps from him either. 247 snaps, basically split down the middle. 50% of those on defense, 50% on special teams. Hopefully, we'll see him get some more shine. Again, trading two cornerbacks last year, taking in Jalen Ramsey. We saw the rise of Troy Hill, Darius Williams as well. So where does David Long Jr. fit in this? We'll see because we've got some cap casualties coming around the corner. Maybe Nikel Roby Coleman is one of that. And David Long Jr. is a guy that we could slide in there to the slot and find a way to get him some more snaps in his second year. And our last shot in that top 100 last year was Bobby Evans at selection 97. Obviously, we know he came on big for us near the end of the season. He racked up a total of 521 snaps really ended up helping us on that right tackle position. And as we talked about many times, Jared Goff finished the season strong in those last five games. A lot of it had to do with the play of Bobby Evans. So what am I saying with all this? Four picks in the top 100. It was the plan last year. We've got three in the top 104. Again, 52. How much do the Rams really want to pick there? And how much do they really want to move back, collect another pick in that top 100? We'll have to find out. Wait and see in April, but coming up soon, we've got free agency just around the corner. We're going to see what the Rams end up doing with their roster and where the holes end up being. We know that we've already got some, but as they start to release some players, maybe sign some more players, it starts to give us an indication of, again, what their plan might be 
We know Les Snead loves wheeling and dealing during draft day, so don't be surprised if we don't make a pick at 52. And again, step back and look to get more selections. But this comp pick in the third round is definitely going to help with that plan. We kind of thought maybe Saffold would only bring back a fourth round. That's what Over the Cap was projecting and a few other websites. But no, it was a third round pick, and that is exciting. So who's ready? Let's get to this draft and see what the Rams have in store for us. So speaking of what the Rams have in store for us, we know one player that's not going to be around. We'll talk about that coming up next and how to replace him. Is it a big deal? Is it not? We'll talk about that on the other side. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So as we were talking comp picks on the other end, don't forget, looking at who we have coming up in this free agency, Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler, if those guys leave in free agency, again, look for the Rams to get something in return. If they stay healthy, depending on the contract, how much they play, what the Rams bring in in free agency is another thing that kind of goes into that equation. But one of the things we talked about on this program before was trying to take advantage and find another way to get a pick in this year's draft was potentially franchise tagging, signing, and trading. Uh, Les Snead has told us that he's not so interested in franchise tagging anybody, so that may not be the option. And they love these compensatory picks coming a year down the road. So if they can't keep one or either of those guys, look for them to add on a few more picks in the 2021 draft. So uh, this is kind of a revolving thing that Les Snead and the Rams and the organization really have built their whole plan around is understanding that if you can't afford a guy, well, at least he's going to come back and give you something in value in a compensatory pick in that third, fourth round sweet spot that the Rams seem to really enjoy drafting in. And one of the positions that we talked about the other day that the Rams may be looking to add a player at, as we talked 
that they've had meetings with some skill positions at the running back, wide receiver position. Again, this draft is extremely deep at the wide receiver position. And now they are going to need a speedster in the back. And when I say in the back, I mean returning kicks and punts. JoJo Natson, return specialist for the Rams, has been released. Again, he finished the season on IR after a December injury and was scheduled to become a restricted free agent. JoJo was the returner for the Rams for the past two seasons. In 2019, he took back 19 punts for 149 yards and 13 kickoffs for 289 yards. We have not seen him get in the end zone. He had a couple close ones on the punt, but never seemed to make it. Really, going back a handful of years, the Rams have really struggled to find a consistent returner. Even going back to the days of we had Tavon Austin back there. Yes, he had some explosive plays, but near the end of his you know duties back there, he really had an issue uh, fielding the ball, which is really the number one concern if you're a returner. From there, we went to Farrell Cooper. We can all remember Farrell Cooper's famous, infamous playoff game, the first one back in Los Angeles versus the Atlanta Falcons, where that game was pretty close until uh, Farrell Cooper had two uh, muff punts and really kind of swung the momentum in that game. The Rams got behind and never really had a chance to catch back up. They tried to make a late run at it, but never really happened. And then in came JoJo Natson. He dealt with some injuries along the way. Um, he also had some tendencies with kind of controlling the ball. I think he only had a couple turnovers back there. But as a punt returner, a couple turnovers is enough to kind of get you scratching your head. So, so really, lack of performance, never having that X factor, uh, the game is kind of shifting with some of the rules, and we'll see how the NFL kind of continues to play with uh, how they are going to evolve the kick and punt game. Uh, but now with moving up the ball and the kickoffs, the kickoff game isn't as important as it was before. Again, punting is always important. Controlling that ball, make sure your offense gets the ball and has a chance. So we'll see what the Rams do. Do they look to find that role on the team? We have a guy like Nasiba Webster that was on the roster last year. He did some punt return action uh, during the preseason. I think he filled in a little bit when JoJo Natson got hurt near the end of the season. Uh, we saw Cooper cut back there at times. I don't expect him to go back again. Again, we only got a couple years left on his contract. He's coming off that injury uh, the year before last on that ACL, even though you couldn't tell last year he had an amazing season. Uh, or do they go and look and spend a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, a late round pick on a guy that could come in, compete at the wide receiver position or add value in that running back room, but also have a focus in the return game? I think that's more likely of what you'll see. I've said it multiple times and probably multiple times on this podcast, but the draft is so deep at wide receiver. Lots of speedy guys. Uh, we saw a lot of amazing times at the Combine. So looking for that speedster, this might be the year. But again, the biggest role of that job is just take care of the ball. I don't care if you don't have the best average in the league. I care if you just secure the rock, give Jared Goff the ball. And if you help move the ball up the field a little bit, that's just bonus. So we'll see what the Rams have in store for that position. But right now, it's wide open and another hole in this roster that needs to be filled before we come around to the 2020 season. So with this being one of the first moves that we've heard from the Rams as far as moving on from players, believe me, it won't be the last. That CBA deal is right around the corner. And again, I think they're extending it even further. Uh, and we'll talk about that next, what has happened in the newest development of that CBA. 
and how all these deadlines have either moved or stayed put. The NFL is literally about to explode, people. I cannot wait, uh, one, for all the moves that are going to happen, but two, all the exciting things we have going on the network. We're going to be doing a mock draft across the whole network coming up in the next couple weeks. I've got a couple hosts that I keep just trying to get, and we keep missing timing, so I have a couple really great guests that are going to be coming on here soon. I promise uh, we just haven't been able to connect yet, so we will get some of those people on to talk about everything that is happening, who is available, all that and more. So coming up next, we're going to talk about that CBA one more time, close out this podcast. Here are a few of the updates. We're going to review the schedule again because coming around the corner, man, it is going to blow up. You think news about JoJo Natson is exciting or news about the compensatory picks is exciting, uh, you better buckle your seatbelts because uh, this thing's about to hit the fan and we're going to be here covering it all on Lockdown Ram. So coming up more about that CBA and some of the dates you need to keep in mind. All right, we are back third segment here on the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. Don't forget to go reach out to us on social media, Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, as well as my personal LA underscore rambling bear. Man, we haven't had a lot of chance to talk about the coronavirus. Yes, I'm going there, but it's just crazy. I just saw another article here um, about kind of the potential of the NBA not having fans in the crowd and uh, that the MLB, MLS, NBA, and NHL gave a collective statement the other day talking about they're not letting reporters into the locker room anymore. They're closing the locker room. Uh, they are starting to take precautions the NFL is in this offseason, so they don't have to worry about it. But I'm curious, as things get closer, especially the draft, and we're looking at large gatherings, uh, how this thing is going to progress. And, I mean, it's going to be a big show in Vegas. We're going to be talking about this draft from now until April, uh, doing mock drafts, talking about players, talking about good fits. And it's going to be a big show if they get to kind of have it out there in Vegas. So we're just something to keep an eye on. I know this is... Uh, it's hot news topic, but not something we've really talked about here on the show. I'm actually surprised I haven't mentioned it yet, but I uh, just saw another article talking about all the crazy things that are happening uh, around the world in the sports world, but as well as in the NBA, MLB, as you know, that season's about to kick off. But uh, pretty interesting, and we'll see how long this thing lasts and how it affects the NFL. But uh, one of the things that was officially decided today is that the franchise tag deadline is going to be moved to Monday after players voted to delay. Again, remember that was supposed to be Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Now it's being moved back to Monday at 11.59 a.m. That kind of goes hand in hand uh, with kind of the start of the tampering period for the NFL. I love this tampering period, by the way. It's like the weirdest thing. They used to just have the start of the league year. That's when free agency started. And then all these teams were like, well, we need to talk with these players before this thing cracks off. And they're like, all right, fine. How about we just call this, uh, you know, tampering period. You guys are allowed to talk, but no one's allowed to sign a deal. And really, if you've already seen it, uh, you've seen, we talked about Josh Norman going to the Bills. Uh, we've seen a trade happen. We've seen a couple trades happen. 
Uh, so stuff really is happening anyway, but that's when it's going to heat up. That's when you will know who's being tagged. Uh, and really, I think it's going to just figure out what is Tom Brady doing and then the domino effects for that because the list at quarterback is so huge there as well at, as well as there's some really good top running backs, wide receivers, offensive line, and the Rams are sitting here drooling at all of them as they want to make a move. Also keep in mind, if they don't get the new CBA deal approved teams can use both the franchise tag and the transition tag on players but if it is passed by the nflpa teams will only have either or option either the franchise tag or transition tag at their disposal now i know we talk about the franchise tag here a lot on this show basically a one-year massive contract that basically takes the top five average players at that position, their salary, and makes it a one-year deal. Uh, you're looking at certain positions, $16, $15 million. The quarterback position the quarterback position is somewhere up in the $20, $25 million range, uh, which is going to be interesting if the Dallas Cowboys decided to put that on Dak Prescott if they can't get a deal. Uh, the word is that they sent out a deal to him somewhere in that $33 to $36 million per year range, over $100 million guaranteed right around where Jared Goff is at. And I'm sure that he is pushing to get over Jared Goff um, and make sure that, you know, he has an opportunity to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. It's going to be tough because there's a lot of guys ahead of him. Uh, Russell Wilson's making stupid money. Aaron Rodgers making stupid money. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is about to make real stupid money. Uh, he's probably going to break it all. But uh, the transition tag, which we don't talk a lot about, is is a tag that they put on players to retain unrestricted free agents. It guarantees the original club the rights of first refusal and to match any offer that the player may have made with another team. So let's say uh, this is very similar to basically what we saw last year with Malcolm Brown. He had an offer sheet from the Lions. That was able to be matched by the Rams. They ended up doing that and bringing him back to the team. That is more of your transition tag. Uh, we'll see. Not really heavily used in the NFL uh, as much as the franchise tag is, but we'll see how that all kind of shakes out. But I guess just to kind of refresh on all the dates, because I know I've been throwing a lot of stuff at you um, as far as the upcoming NFL schedule. Saturday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is a deadline for players to vote on the proposed CBA. Monday at 11.59 a.m. Eastern Time, Deadline to apply franchise or transition tag. Monday, noon Eastern, legal tampering period window opens. And then Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, free agency begins. Like I said, buckle your seatbelt and get ready because that is when it's all going to go down. Also to go in line with all of this uh, stuff around the CBA, which is pretty interesting uh, at the same time, the NFL Players Association president was up for grabs. Uh, and J.C. Treader was the guy that grabbed it, Cleveland Browns center. Uh, he was selected by a board of player representatives during the union meetings, which happened this last Tuesday. He has been very active uh, in social media and during those meetings and trying to get everyone up to speed as far as the players on all the details. And again, this 450 page plus CBA that went out to everybody. There were a few other guys that were up for it. Uh, he did win by a majority vote. It's just kind of interesting at one of the biggest times during this contract, this CBA that's going to last 10 years uh, that they had an election to see who the new president of the player association is going to be, but they got it figured out. He's got a little bit time left to uh, put his stamp on this year's 
uh, CBA and, and how that goes, if it's passed or not. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be busy over the next couple of days uh, talking with a lot of players. Also, more news from the Browns. They released linebacker Christian Kirksey after six seasons. They tried to renegotiate his contract, but released him after both sides couldn't come to agreement, sources say. He's due to make $7.75 million in base salary uh, this coming season and $8.25 in 2021. It's going to save the Browns about $6.8 million. Why am I talking about this? Well, this might be a good fit or somebody that the Rams want to keep an eye on, depending on what happens uh, with Corey Littleton and Dante Fowler. Obviously, kind of more of a fit if Corey Littleton leaves. Uh, he was selected in the third round back in 2014 out of Iowa. We'll talk about this maybe a little bit more on Friday as this is kind of adding to the mix of that free agent Friday and all the players that are going to be available depending on what the Rams do. So just some more news there. But that's all I got for you guys today. I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute. Had enough coffee for all of our listeners today. But I'm excited. So much happening. We had some movement in the Rams roster. J.J. Natson is out. Rams got a compensatory pick in the third round and the CBA still has us all scratching our heads. So that is what we call a Wednesday edition. I've got a couple really great episodes coming up. We're going to get Jake Ellenbogen on tomorrow. I got a idea for a guest on Friday. We'll see how everything plays out, but stay with us. We appreciate you listening as always. And like usual, you know what it is Rams nation until next time. Peace. Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.